What's up, Waterballers? Welcome to the Texas Triangle, an NBA fan podcast discussing the Dallas Mavericks, Houston Rockets, and San Antonio Spurs. Uh, I am one of your hosts and your Mavs fan, Danny. Uh, that's another host and your Rockets fan, James. Hey. That is uh, your Spurs fan and uh, our third and final host, JD. That's me. Uh, welcome to the show. This is uh, the very first episode of the Texas Triangle. Um, so in case you aren't sure what the Texas Triangle is, it kind of has two meanings. One, uh, geographically, when you look at the cities of Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio on a map uh, and you connect them, it forms kind of a triangle. It's a little wonky triangle, but it does technically form a triangle. Uh, but really, in the context of the NBA, um, the Texas Triangle is when teams would have to make road trips to De- or to Texas. They would play the Spurs, Mavs, and the Rockets kind of all in one in one road trip. And especially during the mid-2000s when we were all good, the Mavs were finally good for the first time basically in franchise history starting in the, in the early to mid-2000s. Um, the Spurs were always good, and uh, uh, the Rockets, of course, were being the Rockets. It's kind of a nightmare for uh for teams sort of bermuda triangle-esque uh type thing to come to have to play all three of those teams like back to back to back that was pretty much road trip yeah that was uh the end of the the mavs uh dirty filthy nasty era the dirk dirk uh michael finley and steve nash um that was hanging out in the the yao ming tracy mcgrady and then of course the spurs team that they had for 48 years with Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Monty Ginobili. Uh, yeah, so we, we're just three friends who who hang out and talk all the time, and uh, we are just happen to be diehard fans of the three teams in Texas, and so I m- thought it might be fun to get together once a week, hang out, and basically record conversations that we were already having anyway. Uh, so we're going to start. Uh, we're, in the, we're in the bubble. Yeah, we're in the NBA bubble, hanging out at Disney. Um, we're going to start just recapping what's happened in the bubble so far. JD, do you want to go ahead and get started and tell us uh, what the Spurs have been up to in the bubble? Uh, yeah, so we, we might as well start with the most exciting team in the bubble right now. Right. Yeah. That is that is the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, currently 2-0. Uh, we'll see what happens tonight against Philadelphia. Uh, but we are in the bubble without LaMarcus Aldridge, and we're playing a drastically different style of basketball much faster uh, we have all of our guards out there just running a lot of transition play a lot of a lot of defense being played actually which is very strange it's uh we, we took a break from defense for a while but it's been been nice having Jakob Pertle guarding the basket that's okay we've taken a permanent break from defense James we're right there with you bud yep. <laughs> Defense is boring, dude. Yeah, you don't need big men anyways, so Who I think it was a it? plus losing Aldridge. So I love ball. that I love that losing Aldridge means that your team got faster because when I think of Jakob Pertle, I think of speed. <laughs> <laughs> he is incredible. And I will take no Jakob Pertle slander. So I've I've been you guys are no strangers uh to this. I've been trying to get the uh the nickname Portuga uh started for Jacoberto for years and it is just not catching i think i think that's my number one goal in this podcast i want people to start calling Jacoberto portuga portuga it's the perfect nickname <laughs> uh yeah so do you want me to go over the games that we've done or do you want to yeah. okay so the first game of the bubble after the scrimmages was against the kings 
And the final score of that game was 129 to 120. That was a that was a game really dominated by Derek White and DeMar DeRozan. DeMar is playing a different style of basketball in the bubble. He's he's letting the young guys. This is really a, a developmental period for the Spurs. If we make the playoffs, then that's going to be great. But we we really want to see what we have in these young guards. So they're taking the majority of the shots early on in the game. So DeMar in the first three quarters had 10 points and 10 assists. He's being a facilitator on this team. And he's also playing the four a lot. Uh, so he's being point forward DeMar, having three other guards running around. Um, yeah, and that's what I had heard too, is he's been kind of bumped up to the power forward just because all of your forwards are out. Yeah. So. That, that's been fun to see. He had uh, 10 points and 10 assists in the first three quarters against the Kings. And then in the fourth quarter, he really took over and had 15 points and zero assists. And I, that's what I like to see, is him getting the young guys involved at the beginning of the game, really facilitating for everybody else around him. And then when we, we need to close it out, he can just do his DeMar thing. Um, All right now is if like Ben Simmons was bad at defense. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, But also something very exciting that happened in the game against the Kings is Derek White took five charges. Ooh. Is Derek White the best healthy player on the Spurs right now? I mean... Kind of, yeah. Yeah. At least in that game against the Kings, Derek was unstoppable. He had 26 points which I think is his regular season um, career high, or it's tied with his career high in the regular season. Of course, he had that that outburst last year in the playoffs. Um, But five charges, I've never seen that before in a single game. That's Kyle Lowry level of uh, getting in people's way. He's not even flopping all that much. He, He doesn't really try and sell the contact. He just gets in the way and uh, gets knocked over and gets the call. So I'm very excited to see see his development. I think he's really treating these games like they're playoff games. He's a, he's a really tough competitor, and he's going out there to win. And he knows that every single one of these games is pretty much a must-win. Yeah. Just playing that way, and it's been really fun to watch. Is this Our kind of game. your like? Is this kind of your first ever developmental type season as a Spurs fan? Um. Well, as as a Spurs fan, I've my favorite players have always been the the developmental projects. You know, I've. I yeah, love... I just mean like as a team. Like oh, as a team, you're developing as a team. Yeah. Or you're develop developmenting. You're developing as a team. Like for pretty much the first time. Not in your life, but since you've been a fan, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. This is That's new wild. territory, and it's actually very exciting to watch and see how it unfolds. Yeah, I can attest to the like the Rockets when they were consistently like going like forty-one and forty-one or around there. They were in the eighth night spot. Like they weren't good, but man, they were fun to watch. Like with they had just so much heart and hustle because they didn't have a star. It was just a bunch of role players that 
worked well enough to like be a playoff contender, like potential playoff contender. And those are almost always the most fun teams to root for. Yeah. And with the West and the state that it is, I feel like the, the, the ceiling of this Spurs team, unless somebody breaks out in a drastic way, the ceiling is going to be one of those teams that is always in that mix. That's pushing for the playoffs. Um, well, we'll see what happens, but it's it's fun basketball to watch, and that's not always something you can say about the Spurs. Yeah, it's not something <laughs> I've ever said about the Spurs. So, game two of the Spurs bubble was against the Grizzlies, and that score was one hundred eight to one hundred six. That was a that was not a close game until the end. <laughs> the Spurs were kind of blowing them out for the first two quarters, and then the, the Grizzlies made a big comeback in the second half. And that really correlated with Jakob Pertle fouling out. Guys, listen to this stat line. Jakob had a plus 25 in the, in the box score, uh, his plus minus, with six points, two turnovers, two blocks, and seven rebounds. Portuga. Plus 25 and six fouls. After he went out of the game, the whole landscape changed, and John Morant was getting to the basket at will, and it really got scary. But uh, luckily, the Spurs were able to (laughs) miss some free throws at the end and then figure it out somehow. Yeah, we watched this together, and there was a point where, where JD was like, uh, so this game is turning into a dunk off between John ja Morant and Drew Eubanks, and we're not going to win. <laughs> yeah, there were three. I think there were three possessions in a row where Ja went and dunked, and then Drew Eubanks <laughs> went across and dunked, and then Ja dunked it again, and it just the that whole sequence happened in about twelve seconds of game game time, and I was not too optimistic about how things were going to turn out but luckily luckily uh Jaron Jackson Jr missed missed that last shot. He hit an incredible shot against Rudy Gay in the corner that really blew my mind. I kn- I know he's probably like the greatest shooting big man in the making. He's he's going to yeah, going to overtake Dirk. But he uh Get out of here. That's hot take JD right there. I, I will quit the show now. What if what if he eventually joins the Mavs? Would you like that? Would that be good for you? I mean, do I want him to join the Mavs? Obviously. How would I feel about him being a better shooting big man than Dirk? Irrelevant. It can't happen. He's so good. Happen. He's so good. Not possible. Um, but yeah, so... I'll uh, I'll save the some of the more exciting moments of those games for my um, another segment later on. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, James. Why don't you go next? Tell us what's been happening with the Rockets in the bubble so far. Okay. Well, I will mention the last scrimmage game because that's when Eric Gordon went down with an ankle injury and is now expected to miss at least one to two weeks, which is basically until the playoffs. So 
not great. Kind of unfortunate timing there. Um, so looking at the the box scores, you'll see that the Rockets went eight deep for both games. And the first game went to overtime against the Mavs. And it was, I guess I, I can talk about that one second, just since I'm sure you'll, you'll discuss that too. Um, sure about. <laughs> that's fair. Um, so I, I did get to watch the, the Bucks Rockets game. And the first thing I'll, I'll mention is you'll see Brooke Lopez uh, had 23 and 13, 23 and 12, which was, you know, kind of to be expected with, um, with the small ball. But so I didn't, I didn't to... watch the game. Were those, were those points like old school Brooke Lopez or new Brooke? It was Lopez? him like down in the post. Yeah. Like old school down the post, like going up Brooke against Lopez. normally against like Covington or, uh, when he got, matched up against like Jeff Green or something unfortunate like that. Um granted the best matchup for him is probably James Harden just cuz he is a good post defender that we have. Um Harden did have 6 steals that game. So that was he was feisty there. Um he did the have 5 fouls. Best post defender on the Rockets is PJ Tucker's butt. That is very true. Just yeah. throw so, that thing around <laughs> no one's bullying him, dude. So we're all of uh Harden steals in the last three minutes of the game. No, he had like he had four. Um, I think it was at least early in the second quarter. He had already had four steals. Um, so like he he was doing it throughout the game. Um, he had he had he was in foul trouble early, but fortunately he well, boy, yeah he had like four fouls before halftime, right? Yeah, uh, before halftime or right after the third quarter started. So um, so yeah, uh, we were down by like seven with just a couple minutes to go. And then we had a nice little spurt there to take the lead and pull it out. Um, and so I didn't actually get to watch the Rockets Mavs game, but I, it was weird hearing the announcers in the, in the, in the Bucks game mentioned that the Rockets had for a second game in a row, have clutch defense help us win. when I looked at the box score of that first game and, we allowed 149 points, so not quite sure how how that worked out. But it's clutch <laughs> defense, not overall defense. James. Yeah, and that that's a stat I I uh, saw recently was that the Rockets are third in the league in clutch defense, like uh, defensive uh, rate. They were super clutch when they made Seth Curry yeah. miss those free throws. I don't know how they did it, but that's clutch defense. Hey. You know, those it virtual fans up there right? were super loud. <laughs> um, yeah, so in that Rockets-Mavs game, Harden got off to a great start. Uh, he had 23 points on 6 of 6 shooting in the first quarter, which is nearly 4 points a shot. Pretty incredible. Um, Gee, you wonder how he does that? 9 free throws. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we... Went eight deep, had seven of our eight, eight players. Yeah, I'm impressed. We had, we had uh, seven yeah, or eight players. <laughs> seven or eight players got double digits. The only guy who didn't was PJ Tucker, and I forgive him. Um, he shot two of three, so you know, still. Yeah, efficient. he was missing some of those corner threes, right? Um, against, against the, the Bucks. Bucks, yeah, yeah. He had a rough first half, but then he he did make a few in the second half to help 
help bring us back. Um, yeah, Danny, you have any other thoughts on the Mavs Rockets game? I no. did see Porzingis. No. He, had, he had 39 and 16, which is that's a did great he? no. Don't think that game happened, honestly. You made it up. Trey Burke had 31 off the bench, man. Who? Uh, yeah, so uh, is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. All right. The the Mavs are hanging out in Florida and they're making funny Instagram videos and they're going fishing. And Luca and Boban are playing ping pong uh, and they're having a great time. And I think that's all that's happened really in Florida. Uh, the and, other important thing is y'all have clinched a playoff spot. Yeah. Accidentally, we are in the playoffs, which is great. Silver lining. Uh, we're we're doing fantastic and playing great basketball and clinching playoff spots, baby. Excited to see the Clippers in the first round. Shut up, dude. You don't know. Hey, we might hey, we might whoa. drop the eight. Who knows? <laughs> um. Yeah. Can so you? could could that happen? I don't think so. Mathematically, that could sounds that like happen? math. Hey, listen, don't that ask me like to do math. math. Don't worry about it. Don't you? Don't you dare ask me to do math. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have clinched math. a playoff spot if you go if you dropped to eight though, because you could lose the play in, right? Who knows, dude? There's new dude, rules. I don't care. There's a lot of math there. I haven't looked at it. So at the time of this recording, the Mavs are 40 and 29, uh, seventh in the West. They've secured a playoff spot. Uh, we're three games back of OKC for the sixth seed. So that's still possible, I guess, jumping up to the sixth seed, which would be choice. Um, yeah, it's harder. It's harder now because you've lost two of the games that you were. Oh, did we? Thank you. Awesome. Cool. Uh, they were so expected to beat the Rockets. Yeah, so with Eric Gordon out. The Mavs are 0-2 yeah. in the bubble. We lost uh, by an undetermined score uh, against the Houston. There's Nobody really kept score. They were just like, oh, you guys lost. And then crazy <laughs> enough, same thing happened against Phoenix a couple days later. Didn't really keep score. We just got the loss. It's pretty crazy. Uh, no, we lost two close games. We lost 153-149 to 149 Houston, uh, against Houston in overtime. Uh, we lost to the Suns by two because we can't beat the Suns. I guess the Suns are our kryptonite. I think we're zero three against the Suns this year uh, because basketball and reasons. Um, Luca, uh, y'all are one and two. Y'all did win a one game against the Suns this year. Oh, goody. Um, Luca forgot how to shoot in the bubble, and that's okay um, because he does other things great. And he's like he's one of twelve from three so far in the bubble. Um, which is not good. I don't know if you if you guys are math guys. I know I'm not, but I last I heard, that's not very good. Um, uh, James, can you crunch those numbers and let me know if those are uh, any good? Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. Yeah, not I, great. I did watch one of the play or the scrimmage games, and he he was making some then. So hopefully he'll get back. Yeah, I mean he'll figure it out. He's streaky anyway, um, and he does a million other things other than shooting threes. And so I'm not overly incredibly concerned about him not shooting great um he'll figure it out it's a new environment um, you know who took his ability is Derek white Derek white shoots threes now <laughs> it'd be so cool it was so good for you guys if he could if just somebody on that team could figure out how to shoot threes That'd against really the kings cool. he took nine that's a lot for Derek white oh it is one thing to mention the rockets did tie the regulation game amount of three-point attempts they were 21 for 61 against the bucks jeez classic and against the grizzlies Derek white took eight so he's just a volume three-point shooter now is he allowed 
Who told him he could do that? <laughs> I didn't, but I'm glad he is because he's he's hitting some of them. Uh, but yeah, Luca Luca's not shooting great, but that's okay because he's perfect in every other aspect of his life, and he'll figure it out. Um, Chris Stapps is kind of is doing great. He's stepping up in kind of Luca's shooting absence. Um, Luca's or Chris Stapps has scored 39 and then 30 points so far in his two games in the bubble, so he's crushing it. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. disappeared against the Suns. I'm not even positive he was on the court. The box score says he was, but he was one of 12 from the floor and 0 of 8 from three and two points total, which is not good because kind of the story of our season so far is where Tim Hardaway Jr. goes, the Mavs go. Um, and fortunately, like he's been crushing it all season. And when he plays super well, the team plays super well. But he's uh, he's not doing not doing super hot so far. Um, I would love to see more Boban. Um, when he sees the floor, he does great. He just whole world would love to see more Boban. He only played five minutes against the Rockets, which I don't super get because he's a full foot and a half taller than anyone on the Rockets roster. And so I don't get it. He played six minutes against the Suns. Um, killed it at eight points, three rebounds uh, in six minutes, four or six from the floor. Like, that's awesome. Would love to see him if, more. Also, he's just fun, he- and I like him. If he played more against the Rockets, then I'm sure they would have had to throw Tyson Chandler out there out of retirement from the Rockets bench onto the yeah onto the court at some point. Has, but yeah, make them has, do that. Has Boban shot any threes in the in the bubble or just the scrimmage games? Uh, just the scrimmage games. Surprisingly good three. Po- I mean, not super surprising. Yeah. He's a he's a beautiful angel. Uh, he's got a yeah. good looking shooting stroke. Always knew he could shoot. He shot like seventy seven percent from the free throw line when he was with the Spurs for a couple of years. And it yeah. just looked good. He's great. I want to. I want to see so much more of him. Um, in other news, Seth Curry showed up on the injury report with right leg soreness. He's doubtful for tomorrow. Uh, which I'm going to go ahead and use as that as an excuse for him for why he's not playing incredible. He did okay against the Suns, three of six from three, 16 points. Uh, didn't light it up or anything, but did okay. Um, was absolutely abysmal against the Rockets. Three points, uh, 0 of three from three, 50% from the free throw line, missed a really clutch free throw. Not great from Seth so far. Uh, At least but, he didn't miss two clutch free throws. Good point. But uh, don't care because we're in the playoffs, y'all. We clinched, what it is. baby. What it do, baby. We are at least the seventh seed. Honestly, if we just cruise from here on out, we're probably getting the seventh seed. Let's rest up for the Clippers. Uh, let's uh, put, like, not like kill you poison, but like maybe make you feel bad poison in Kawhi's cereal so he can't play maybe one game. Man, I'll cool. do it. They're Give him the hanging. Michael Jordan. Give him the Michael Jordan pizza. Just listen, give him a whole pizza to eat by himself. Listen, I'm just Nobody saying, else. There's, it's a well-known fact. There's nobody in the world that's sneakier than J.J. Barea. If you're trying to tell me J.J. can't get in and out of Kawhi's room and mess with his food a little bit, I don't, you're crazy. He can do it easy. No one will catch him. Easy. Let, it, let him mess with Kawhi's food. Give Kawhi food poisoning that's going to last him two days. Let him miss a game. We're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't like... I don't have a whole lot to say. We clinched the playoffs and I'm super excited about it. Uh, and I'm, I, I can't wait for the playoffs to start. Uh, I'm not a super reactionary when it comes to being a Mavs. Mavs fans are reactionary just kind of in general. There's already people on Twitter and Reddit calling for like Rick Carlisle to be fired because of bad rotations or whatever. It's stupid. I hate, 
I hate it a lot. Um, but I, uh, I'm excited for that. We're going to make the playoffs, especially going into this season. I don't think hardly any, or not a lot of people, uh, pick the Mavs to, uh, make the playoffs, especially not make a seven seed. It was going to be like a, maybe they'll squeak in and grab the eight seed at the, at the very end. So I'm super excited for how they're playing this year. Um, can't wait to see my, my sweet boy, Luca win most improved, uh, because he's a legitimate bona fide superstar now. Yeah. They had like the highest, um, points per possession of all time this year. Yeah. Right? It's the, uh, apparently statistically the best offense in, in NBA history. And I, 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 I wouldn't say the best offense. I'll say no, the best, best offense. No, I said points it. per possession best offense, the best offense ever in the history of ever of all time. No one can touch us. Take that losers. Why are you guys looking at me all weird? People say rockets fans are annoying. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm also not a super reactionary person, but I I feel very reactionary right now when I say if the Spurs beat the Sixers tonight and if Memphis loses their game tonight, if both of those things are true, you can lock it in. The Spurs will be the eight seed when the play in tournament comes around. How are they, I'm not uh, saying they're going to win the tournament. But if they beat the Sixers and Memphis loses tonight, who's Memphis playing? Are you starting to get addicted to hot takes again? We, we weaned you time. off of these before. It's basketball time. We weaned you off of hot takes, and now you're right back. Remember you, oh. when you said that even if they got Kawhi, the Lakers wouldn't make the playoffs at the start of the season? You said that out loud Guys. with your mouth. Guys, it's the fourth quarter, and uh, the Pelicans are beating the Grizzlies by eighty, but eighty-three to seventy-eight. So, uh, go Pelicans! Let's go Pelicans! Also, like the the Blazers are a thing. They're they exist. Are they? They are, and Nurkic is killing it right now. They've lost both their games. No, they haven't. They're one and one. They won one and one. They beat the Grizzlies. Did they? Hmm. Yeah. In overtime. Yeah. Okay. 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 So Don't worry, worry. The Rockets play the Blazers tomorrow. So hopefully things will be a little better for y'all. Knock them out, James. Knock them out. We need this. All right. Uh, that's going to move us right along into the bubble awards. Uh, these are something that I think we're going to do every episode. Uh, we're just going to give superlative type awards uh, to to some of the players or maybe our team in general. Uh, but thought this might be a fun thing to do to give out some awards. Uh, James, why don't you go ahead and start? What are your what, uh, what, what bubble awards are you giving out? Well, I think this is a great way to start the bubble awards. I think it's it's good for him to be first because I think he was the first one to get put in timeout during the bubble. Uh, Rockets player Bruno Caboclo, Caboclo, yeah. Caboclo, Caboclo, who uh, apparently did not know he couldn't leave his room and then had to quarantine for an additional week or so. Did not know. Is he out of quarantine yet? Uh, yes, he is. I thought he got quarantined again. Uh, not that I know of. I saw, I see that he's he was out with an ankle sprain. That's that's all I can see. It about probably it. Wasn't, ankle sprain. Yeah, it probably okay. wasn't like a oh dang you might have COVID quarantine. It was probably like a yeah. I need you out of my sight. Stay away from me forever. <laughs> yeah, he was back by July twentieth. So it was uh, it was another. It was just an extra week of quarantine for him from there. What's that um, award called? Uh, the timeout award, obviously. Oh, nice. Yeah, pretty good. 
Um, and then the other one I have, it's not even a Rockets related, but it's not a Rockets player. It's the Cold Take Award for Mark Jackson, who uh, in the broadcast mentioned that Harden is an okay defender, which is like, it's I, just a general take. Mark Jackson. That, it's just that take that everyone has of, they look at that video from eight years ago when Harden was our only offense and he was a very lazy defender. It uh, happened one it, time. Yeah. Twice. It was just one or two videos of that. Yeah. But like he is statistics show that he's like one of the best post defenders in the NBA. Yeah, uh, in addition, to, and, like he had already had four steals at that point in the game. So like Mark Johnson's like, he said, I won't go as far to say he's a good defender, but he's an improved defender. It's like, Really? He's he's a average perimeter defender and he's an excellent post defender. So you can Mark take Jackson your eight year old take your eight year old take and, and move stuff on. It. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh well, JD, what are your what are your bubble awards look like for tonight? I have one award that I'm gonna be handing out to three players. Okay. This is the most trouble in the bubble award. Nice. It probably should go to Kaboklo, but it's going to some Spurs <laughs> players. And uh, the first one goes to DeMar DeRozan for missing his two free throws that would have iced the game against the Grizzlies. He made, he made up for it later. but Shots uh, from that distance are his whole thing. He's built a career on shooting from that exactly that far away. <laughs> yeah. But also, part of this award is him getting Dylan Brooks in the air from 21 feet with a pump fake. That man's in trouble. The next award goes to Jakob Pertl for fouling out against the Grizzlies when he was a plus 25. Intimidation factor. Yeah, didn't uh, Jakob being in foul trouble lead to Tyler Zeller seeing the floor? Yes, Tyler Zeller was on the floor for 10 seconds. That's not something I didn't know y'all had a Zeller. Yeah, they, they added a Zeller. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so uh, for making us see 10 seconds of Tyler Zeller, Jakob gets a most trouble in the bubble award. Never a good sign when your team signs a Zeller. It's a sign or that Jeff things, Green. Yeah, that's a sign that things are going bad. If you sign a Zeller or a Green, then your things aren't going great. And the, the third most trouble in the bubble award goes to Derek White for drawing five charges. He, that boy going to get hurt. He's... He's he's trouble. He's trouble for sure. Uh, okay, I uh, I have four bubble awards um, because I tend to overdo. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I tend to overdo things. Uh, also, I'm obsessed with Hamilton right now. I don't know if you guys, James, have you seen it? I know JD has. Okay. No, not yet. I'm uh, I'm obsessed with Hamilton, and so I decided to make all of my bubble awards Hamilton themed. I almost um, gave Keldon Johnson a not gonna not throwing away his shot award pretty good that's pretty good you can give him that we can say it's still your turn you can give that out because he's kind of doing great Elton johnson gets an i'm not throwing away my shot award officially on the record uh okay my my first award um is the when you said hi i forgot my dang name award uh, and i'm going to give that out to maxi kleba because he's just so gosh darn handsome have you he seen is. him he's he so is. good looking honorable mention to jj though jose juan yeah yeah, Jose Juan definitely gets an honorable mention, but JJ actually gets the next bubble award. Uh-oh. 
JJ Beret is this, the recipient of the I want to sit under my own vine and fig tree award because he has not played yet in the bubble. Really? Um, he appeared in huh. some scrimmages, has not appeared in any of the regular season games. Makes me think that maybe Rick is just like, eh, maybe you're, you're heading towards retirement, bud, which I don't want to see. I want to see JJ on the floor all the time because he's great and crafty and a veteran leader, and I love him. But he's he's kind of just chilling in the bubble. He's sitting under his own vine and fig tree. Uh, he's 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 taking taking a bit of a timeout, if you will, uh, in the bubble. Uh, the next but not like award, a, not like a Rockets timeout. That's different. No, different kind of timeout. Uh, it being that everybody actually really wants to see him, where no one wants to see Bruno ever. So everybody wants to see JJ Ouch. all the time. Just he's just not getting floor time. Uh, the next bubble award is the sometimes I wonder why I even bring the thunder award. And that goes to Boban Marjanovic because he does so good when he sees the floor. He just doesn't see it often. Yeah. So he's got to be thinking, why do I kill it every time I come out here when I don't get more playtime? And I don't blame him. Every time he gets to see the floor, Rick calls his number. He brings the thunder and then he's pulled out after like two minutes to go sit back down. That's exactly what he's paid to do, though. Free Boban. Free Boban. I want to see more. I'd hashtag that. <laughs> and my final bubble award for tonight um, goes to Trey Burke. And it is the uh, Burr I Will Never Understand You award because I don't know what Trey Burke's deal is. He, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you are aware, uh, uh, James. Um, Trey Burke did pretty good. Yeah, pretty Trey Burke good had a game. He had, a pretty, he had a pretty good little basketball game. Um, yeah, he kind of crushed it against the the Rockets. What did he score? Thirty one. He have six assists. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Trey Burke had thirty one points, six assists, plus nine. Uh, eight of ten from three. It was like six of six in the first half. Yeah, it's wild. He like had an incredibly efficient game. Played thirty minutes. Scored a ton. Uh, and then against the Suns, four points, minus 11 on the plus minus. Two of six from three. Oh, or sorry, O of two from three. Two of six from the floor. What's his deal? Is he good at basketball or not? That is what I call a microwave you, player. You're both sitting there quiet and looking all confused because no one knows. No one knows if Trey Burke's good. Sometimes he looks great. And then other times it's like, how is this dude on an NBA team right now? He's a little tiny boy that just... Every now and then we'll show up and score 25 and then go home. So he he uh, easily earns the Burr I Will Never Understand You award. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay, next thing. Let's uh, just give a quick preview of what this next week's game is looking like. Uh, we're recording this on Monday before the games start. Um, so, J.D., what, what's the Spurs schedule looking like this week? Uh, so uh, the Spurs, the most exciting team in the, in the bubble tonight, yeah, is sure. going to be playing against the Philadelphia 76ers who have actually been struggling quite a bit. They do not look great. So hopefully the Spurs can take advantage of that before they bounce back. Um, and then on Wednesday, they're going to be playing the Nuggets. That's going to be a toughie. Um, the Spurs have not matched up well against the Nuggets this season. And I'm going to say it. It's a must win Friday <laughs> against the Jazz. <laughs> you have just for the record called every game so far a must win. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Correct. <laughs> it's not a bit. Friday against the Jazz. Uh, the Jazz also have not looked incredible in the bubble, but um, they're, they, they, they're, they're a better team than the Spurs, so that's going to yeah. be a, a toughie. But the Spurs like to perform against teams that are better than them. 
it's just the way it is. So we'll see how that goes. It's and a good thing none of, the, none of the bad teams that were eliminated from the playoffs are here. So <laughs> you've got a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, luckily we don't have to play the uh, the Timberwolves because they'd beat us every time. <laughs> I would say uh, like I would say, oh, you, maybe you'll play the Suns, but I apparently the Suns are. No, I'm not. Two and Then I'm not going to say the Suns are good. The Mavs just did bad. All right, go on. Uh, on Sunday, the Spurs play the Pels. That is a must win because the Pels are hot on their heels. <laughs> and uh, we got to box them out. We got to box them out to get that 23rd, 23rd straight playoff appearance. <laughs> this is a very, very, very exciting week for the Spurs because this weekend was huge. This, this weekend, all it did was, was say that there's a chance. And this week is going to let us know if that chance is real. So I will be uh, I will be very eagerly watching every single one of these games. All right, um, I'll go next. the uh, The Mavs play the Kings on Tuesday. The Kings have not looked good in the bubble at all. Uh, Marvin Bagley's out, and that's pretty huge for them. Um, so this one really should win. This one, I'm not calling any of them must win because we're in the playoffs, baby. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's probably the most looking like the most likely win for us. We really need. It would be nice to bounce back, especially after that heartbreaking loss against the Rockets and then pathetically losing to the Suns. Um, and then it gets tough. We play the Clippers on Thursday, uh, which is never an easy game, but maybe it'll be one of the ones where they decide Kawhi needs a rest. It's a playoff preview, yeah. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Um, play the Clippers on Thursday, not excited about that. And then the Bucks on Saturday, also not excited about that. Um, so it's going to be a tough tough back-to-back for my for my beautiful boys there. The Bucks don't need to win. You're fine. It's where the playoffs may be. Uh, all right, James, what's the week look like for the Rockets? Uh, so tomorrow, the Rockets are playing the Blazers. That's a must win for the Spurs. Um, try <laughs> exactly. To, try to Thank you. Out. Thank you, James. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, apparently, Nurkic is doing well. And I guess, hopefully, P.J. Tucker's butt is up for the challenge. Um, Nurkic might go for 50. Thursday, they're playing the Lakers, and Anthony Davis could go for 50. Who knows? Considering Brooke Lopez had 23 and 12. Um, oh, yeah. Anthony Davis is going to go crazy. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Robert Covington uh, will be weeping by the end of the game. Yeah. And then Sunday, uh, we round out the week with, um, or start next week with a game against the Kings, which Danny already mentioned they're missing Bagley. So. In theory, and Fox, that Fox has been struggling a little bit with his uh, with his ankle, right? Mm. It's not quite totally recovered. So not quite the, sure. the Kings they're might out. be pulling off the the gas a little bit. They they're probably out of the picture. Yeah. If you ask me. Oh, they're out of the picture. Yeah. So as long as we make you know a fair amount of our threes, I think we should be able to beat them. Um, so yeah, that's our, that's our week. Uh, Blazers, Lakers, Kings. So one. Real tough matchup, and then two should be should be okay, but we'll see. The randomness of the three point shot is uh leads to crazy stat lines sometimes. I just decided to click on the box score for the Kings Magic. Harrison Barnes was minus thirty seven on the plus minus against the Magic. So we're good. What is that dude's deal? They played every single person on their roster. Everybody got playtime. Um. Buddy Heald was minus 21 on the plus minus. 
Harry Giles. Good. Was, I look good. Harry Giles was the highest scorer for the game with 23. What a weird t- What are they doing? They're just their best. At this point. <laughs> they're just doing their gosh dang best is what they're doing. Uh, okay, that's where we will go ahead and wrap it up for this week. Thank you for listening to episode one of the Texas. Are we going to end on a burn to the Kings? We used to like the Kings every week. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's where we're going to leave it. Thank you for checking us out. We will be back uh, once a week uh, talking Mavs, Rockets, Spurs, um, and we hope you'll join us again. Bye.